Constructive Criticism, a Hamilton fan fiction, written by C.O. Scribe, read by God of Laundry Baskets, is rated teen and up with no pairings. Alexander's claim that he doesn't want to fight is undermined by three things. Number one, he actually has enclosed an itemized list of 30 years of disagreements, and subsection one is eerily thorough, covering not just the promised span of time, but also molehills along with mountains. You did not collaborate with me, even though I totally asked you very nicely if you would collaborate with me. Sits alongside. You vacillated so long on whether or not to enlist that sometimes when I talk about blood and you talk about paper, I want to stab my pen through your eye. Number two. Alexander Hamilton has never, ever not wanted to fight. Burr once held a drunk Hamilton's arm while he flailed after Hefter Samuel Seabury, yelling, Hey, you little tea-sipping shit! You want a piece of this? Number three. In addition to the list of grievances, Hamilton has, for real, no-fooling, fucking, red-penned Burr's original letter and sent it back to him with helpful suggestions. Though... Knowing Hamilton, he probably does actually think of this as being helpful. Burr looks at the letter and almost wants to laugh. He can feel that old heady whine of jealous admiration somewhere inside him, ready to be decanted and poured. But then he thinks of the other times Hamilton's tried to have helped involved sabotaging him and the feeling dies away. It's been so long anyway since they were truly friends. Even the best one can turn to vinegar. But his fascination, when he first met Alexander, he thought, God damn, I didn't know a man could talk that fast. As it lasted his fondness, and he has taken Hamilton's advice before, so he does read the corrections. Alexander. I know it's just a pro forma salutation, but you seriously can't start this kind of letter like this. Look at mine, now look at yours. I'm ice cold. You're just a title to me. I am slow to anger. Citation needed. You're slow to act angry, maybe. But I told the line. I reckon with the effects of your life on mine This part isn't bad I look back on where I failed And in every place I checked The only common thread has been your disrespect Okay, let's talk about the various strains of bullshit at work here Number one, Bert, you're vice president of the United States You're not old and decrepit and hanging around Princeton Hoping to tutor students for beer money, okay? You not getting everything you want is not failing. I don't send you pissy little letters talking about how I'm not God Emperor and it's your fault. Number two, why are you putting me in the position where I have to give you a pep talk? Number three, if 
ever before now, and only then with my highest principles and honor at stake, I have been the author of your discontent. I have not known it. Even when I spoke against you, I counted you as my friend, and for long after you ceased to act as mine. Are you forgetting the actual blackmail attempt? Now you call me immoral. True. A dangerous disgrace. Not true, but points for alliteration. If you've got something to say, name a time and place face to face. I have the honor to be your obedient servant. A dot See, now the pro forma closing is appropriate because the body of the letter has been contextualized that this is totally sarcastic. That's it. He's going to kill this motherfucker. Afterwards, he keeps the letter, hidden away so well that no housekeeper or mistress will ever see it to mistake it for a trophy. He takes it out from time to time and looks at the angry slant of his handwriting, looks at Alexander's looping arrows and scrawled commentary. It looks, he thinks, like the collaboration they might have done if he were not the common thread of his own life. Beginning to end. The end.